This is the Audi Diary of the 28th day of the 11th month of year 2020. I'm sitting and recording this Audio Diary in a uh, backpacker hostel slash hotel. I'm in a specific hotel room, but it's a very modest place and it has dorm rooms in the typical hostel style as well in the same facility. I'm speaking quietly because I, I assume the walls are really thin and I think, you know, there's not a lot of privacy in this space. Though I do have, uh, thankfully, I have a private room, which is great, given COVID, of course. Um, yeah, I wanted to give you a bit of a status update on what's happened with my housing situation because I don't think I have had the chance to do that yet. I've spoken about a few different things, but not about my housing um, search. So it's been a bit of a nightmare for multiple different reasons. One, Vancouver is notorious for having one of the steepest housing prices. And I don't mean just absolute prices because there's places like New York, Hong Kong, and London that have higher absolute prices per square foot. Um, but Vancouver is really expensive compared to the local wages, the wage level, the um, price per square feet is extremely high. So, which means you know, real estate is very expensive. And the prices that I'm seeing here are just ridiculous. Um, and the prices have gone up significantly in the past two years as well. Uh, so, you know, coming back to from the UK, it was a bit of a shock to see how expensive these places were. They had gone by several hundreds of, of dollars per month in monthly rent for the equivalent places to what I looked at when I was, um, searching around in 2017, 2018. So that was one real, very real uh, concern. The other concern was just the, you know, there was, there, there's availability of housing in the sense that there are quite a few new places um, popping up all the time, but uh, most of them, uh, especially the nice ones are all uh, one year leases. And because I'm in a situation where I really don't have a lot of furniture, one, too. I also don't know if I want to settle in Vancouver for in the long term, so it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to get furniture if I do move into an unfurnished place. So going into either an unfurnished place where I would have to buy or acquire or rent or do something to buy furniture would be a lot of commitment. Obviously a one-year lease is another form of really large commitment. And on top of it, with COVID, um, moving into any home is quite a commitment because there's so much time I have to spend at home, unfortunately, uh, because there's not a lot of options for where else I could go. And this, and, and of course, this home is going to have to now um, serve as a home office for myself as well, because I work predominantly online. And even if I do start, you know, find and start work, I see myself having quite a big portion of my work life still being probably working from home, probably working online, even if I do find more employment. So all of that to say that it's been, it was a tough set of criteria to fit in the, and of course I don't own a car, so access to transit is an issue. And so basically if I wanted to be this picky with the place that I was going to stay at, then I needed to up the price, um, uh, up my budget, which I wasn't necessarily comfortable with. But, you know, I ended up adjusting my budget up and I started looking. And it, another part of the very stressful part about this whole process was that there really wasn't a lot of time to deliberate. 
I think this is common in many other cities where housing is in high demand. I know that was the case in Bristol, for example, um, where you have to walk in and tell them almost on the spot that you want it or you don't want it, or someone else is going to get it because that's how fast the turnover is. There's so much demand for housing um, and supply of housing. You know, there's a lot of low quality housing in terms of supply. And so if anytime you get a really good house, the offers just come in in a day or two, right? So it's, it's really, yeah, so I actually made a couple of offers in the sense that I, yeah, I said I'll take it even though the houses weren't perfect, but they were out in a, in a, in a blink of an eye. So uh, I was basically rejected. And so it was a very stressful process trying to arrange all these different places and having to make a lot of uh, decisions in a very short amount of time without having, for example, the chance to look fully look over different options. At the end of the day, I ended up com um, scheduling four different house viewings in one day. Yes, I, I did schedule four. Um, and I had two in particular that were most interesting to me. Uh, one would be a a uh, really beautiful uh, small two-bedroom apartment that will be split between a, an existing tenant and myself. And the existing tenant was actually not a person, but a couple. So it would be three people living in a pretty, pretty small two-bedroom apartment. The furnishings were beautiful. Um, the entire house and the entire building was very posh. Um, and it was very, very obvious the landlord who is renting this place out had was meticulous with their decorations they had furnished everything they had kind of almost over not over but they had thought through every single detail of the house the addendum to the contract was was meticulous it, it was just meticulous in every way um and uh, you know that su suited me because it was fully furnished and the landlord really didn't want somebody to bring a lot of stuff uh, because it was so fully furnished, uh, including all the kitchen supplies and just all sorts of supplies, which suited, again, which suited me really well. But I did feel that it was quite expensive for a single bedroom in a shared uh, space. And also the shared space, like the living room and the kitchen, was really small. Very small for three people to share together. And, and then I realized, quickly realized that the uh, one of the... Uh, the woman of this couple, uh, she studied at home. And so she would be taking her courses online while I would be working online in the same small space all during the day. And I just ended up feeling uncomfortable for many different things. I could tell that the landlords were kind of meticulous to the point of being picky. And, you know, they admitted themselves. They can be a bit more involved in their work owners involved in some other maybe the average landlord and I did feel a bit of pressure around that it was a one-year lease um, I didn't know how I mean the tenant I only met the woman out of the two cup out of the couple two people in the couple because she was the only one who was available I didn't you know amazingly click with her she also seemed nice enough but you know she's not someone I want to um, you know I, 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 to spend a lot of time together in really close quarters scared me a bit and I was already really burned for my current housemate. Um, my life in Yaletown 
because uh, life with my housemate has been really, yeah, also a nightmare. It's been really stressful. So I was just could not bear the thought that I could potentially have another, in fact, a pair of housemates in an even smaller space um, who may or may not click with me. They seem like good people, but, you know, I'm sure they have their quirks, I have my quirks, and yeah. And, and, and again, if it was a situation where most of us didn't spend a lot of time at home, that'd be different. But unfortunately, because of COVID, because of my situation, because of uh, this woman's situation, you know, everybody would be spending a lot of time at home, especially over the winter. So I ended up saying yes on the spot because it was such a beautiful place. But I ended up backing out and I basically I was debating between the two options that were most for me during the day. And so I ended up canceling the two other viewings because I felt like there was no point, especially when the first um, house was available. Uh, so I ended up going to view the second place, which is Chinatown, or kind of on the border of Gaston and Chinatown, which are two kind of really hip neighborhoods in Vancouver. But when I say hip, I don't mean hip in the sense that it's posh, which I think actually the first bedroom with the um, couple as housemates is a very posh area. When I say Gaston and Chinatown is hip, it is in the sense that it was an historically a place for a lot of marginalized people to be. It's unfortunately definitely the place of gentrification um, where active gentrification is still happening and this very hip neighborhood borders the biggest ghetto in uh, all of Canada and the poorest. It is the most, the highest concentration of AIDS, HIV positive uh, cases in all of North America. It is the poorest postal code in all of Canada. It's a place, things, and it's about 10 blocks of East Hastings which is a very big problem. And I don't mean problem in the sense that the people living there who are experiencing these poverty, this poverty is a problem, but no. But I mean, it's basically the symptom of a broken system. It's, it's kind of the result of years of marginalizing Aboriginal people and the First Nations people, all sorts of housing crises from the past, uh, drug addiction and opioid addiction issues, just all culminate and just become completely visible in this one area where People who are unfortunately really struggling to, and often not even trying to, commit or, or act. I want to be deliberate with how I describe this. Um, I've unfortunately been really pushed out of quote-unquote society. And it's incredibly hard for them to go back um, if they wanted to. Uh, many of them are unfortunately your second or third generation residents of this community. And therefore, there's, it's not really a going back. They've been born into this. It's a place of where all of the ugliness of Canada really comes to fruition, you could say. And of course, with the gentrification that's been pushing out these residents uh, further and further out east, at least that's the direction in the context of Vancouver, um, it hasn't been helping. Uh, so as often happens with gentrified neighborhoods, Gastown and Chinatown were both really old. They're, the, some of, they're basically the two oldest parts of Vancouver. Um, to the oldest parts of the city of Vancouver, and so because it was old, the buildings were run down, but because it was old and it was in a very central location, technically it was a very good point of transit and things like that, but it was run down, and so there were a lot of low income and such people living in those areas because it was cheap rent. You know, redevelopment started happening, uh, capitalist uh, intentions, capitalist initiatives, really started pushing in and taking advantage of the fact that this place has technically a really great central location in all of Vancouver. 
and the marginalized people. Um, the East Hastings community uh, was just pushed out further and further. Tragic. <laughs> and so the gas tenant, what happened with gas tenant in Chinatown as a result is that it has co-working offices, shops, and all these kinds of things that are daytime locations that are very popular because kind of like an old, old Canada vibe, like the building and the architecture is quite interesting because it is an older area. It just has this vibe. It has, yeah, like brick, brick, brick roads and brick pedestrian walks. And so it just looks quite nice and romantic and there's great, um, because it's very pretty and it, because it's supposed to be hip, there's a lot of these and restaurants and cafes and co-working offices, these kinds of very hip uh, locations taking place. But because it's so close to Hastings and there's a lot of um, Hastings residents who panhandle and also obviously pass through Gastown and Chinatown because it's right next to their neighborhood, um, it's not a very popular place to live. Also, because it is such a hip place with pubs and nightclubs and things like that, for those reasons also, it's not a very popular place to live. Very, basically, it's not a very popular nighttime destination unless you're there for the nightlife. And so, um, there, long story short, I found a micro studio, which is basically a very old hotel that was converted into a lot of studio suites. So you, if you could imagine, you know, um, hotel rooms that were turned into... Um, little apartment uh, and so it is technically somewhat newly renovated on the inside it's a very old building on the outside uh, all the buildings in this neighborhood as I said tend to be pretty old and it's perfect for me uh, because I actually really love town I love the story history that it um, that these areas have I'm not scared of Hastings residents I might be part of the gentrifiers uh, probably am part of the gentrifiers by living in this area but unfortunately I mean these micro streets are not affordable somebody from the East Hastings, completely not. Um, but for from my point of view, it's incredibly affordable. So uh, for an average studio in central Vancouver, it's incredibly affordable. And most thankfully, I think they have been having a lot of trouble actually filling these places. And so I got it at a discount. I didn't ask for a discount. I saw the advertised price and I was willing to pay the price and I went in and it turns out there was a $150 discount on the rent expecting a one one year lease and I walked in and they said actually because of COVID we're doing month to month like wow I'm so excited um so I was really really happy I ended up taking the place it's not perfect like I said it's a really old building it's a micro suite so it doesn't actually have really have space for a, and a like it doesn't have take space for a dining table or anything like that it has a small very small desk on the side and there's a Murphy bed and so I, I do can lift the Murphy bed up and down. If you can kind of imagine what the space looks like, it's like that. And there's, and it's not a beautiful view in the same, same way that my Yelltown place was. Doesn't have large windows in the same way, but that's probably for the better because it is of the neighborhood that it's in. So having a bit of privacy is probably really beneficial. Um, but it's really great access in terms of transit. And as I was walking towards, you know, I was kind of debating my head on one hand, this posh, you know, immaculate neighborhood building, um, furnishings, and this landlord felt very, unfortunately felt very white and privileged. I don't know about their background, so maybe that's not true. That was the impression that I got of, of how, how she spoke and things like that. Um, and then having this discomfort about will I belong? Will I be comfortable there? Will I be, yeah, will I have basically a place where I can feel like it's my own space and not have somebody else's kind of tastes 
in furnishings and how the house should be run and all these all the, everybody else's routines just kind of overwhelming me in my own space instead of that I was just walking towards um, Chinatown and Gastown for my viewing and on the way I was praying and I, I do this all the time pray walking um, and saying that you know no matter what happens please bless the house bless the neighborhood Think through I was just noticing all these like Salvation Army and the Covenant House and all these different charities and nonprofits that are working close to the Hastings um, area that are many of them are in and I was reminded of how much I loved Gastown and Chinatown so before I left uh, for the UK I rented a space at a uh, co-working office in Gastown I lived there for a few months and I really loved that time because I really love Gastown <laughs> I, I love both the hip parts about it and the ugly truth about it um, I also did a walking tour, a social impact walking tour a number of years ago uh, through Gastown and Chinatown um, talking about homelessness and poverty and systematic poverty and discrimination that really comes to light in, um, in this area in these Hastings. So I, at that time I learned a lot about um, the stories there and I, we collaborated with uh, local social enterprises who are working on this issue and I was really really excited. Yeah, and so I am very happy to move. Unfortunately, there were quite a few hiccups, multiple reasons, um, which I won't go into, which ultimately culminates in the story of me getting, just hitting my limits with my housemate, who is also the person I'm subletting from. Uh, just hitting my limits with just being unable to tolerate the, just the rudeness and selfishness um, and me booking this hotel to sleep here for the night and spending the next few days at a friend's house because I be in that house anymore and I will hopefully be moving into the new place on December 1st and I hope that the move all goes smoothly and I'm very excited to start my new life in a new part of Vancouver and I always think going into a new neighborhood especially to live there really reveals so much about that area and I just end up with a really deep connection to that. Um, just as I, I, I now have for the Yale Town, I'm going to really feel something special for Yale Town for a really long time because it was such a beautiful and comfortable place to live and it also taught me quite a lot about what to have in an ideal neighborhood and what not to have as well. I, yeah, I really feel comfortable and very happy with my time in Yale Town and I feel so blessed to have had, for example, this wonderful view and this wonderful beautiful um, though I don't feel very <laughs> thankful unfortunately um, for the terrible stressful time I had with my housemate um, but I'm excited to start to kind of an, in some ways I feel like every time I move and I move to a new neighborhood especially like a bit of a new chapter in my life I'll get a new set of place I live and I'm also excited to start living on my own again and kind of really setting up the house that I want to the things that uh, that fit me and I would, in an ideal world, I think I would like to live at least six months in my next place, but who knows what my next move would be and should be, and depending on that, of course, things are going to change. Very excited. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and have great big pizza. I might have even two slices uh, because uh, packing all of my belongings for moving, very calorie consuming. As you might know, it's a lot of work. Um, so I'm very tired and very hungry. So I'm going to... I'm going to eat. <laughs> Talk to you next time.